Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come here. Our first award goes to the vampire for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. The sun is going down, which means it's time for me to start recording my very first episode of the Beautiful Dead podcast. I'm your host, Lena Nazari, and because this is the first episode, I would like to tell you just a little bit about myself and uh, what my plans are for this podcast and why I decided to start it. I am a nurse full-time. I also am a mom of two teenage girls. I have loved all things paranormal and supernatural, um, but I was introduced to vampires when I saw Bella Lugosi play Dracula. I was about six years old. I think it was Halloween time. It was on TV. In 1992, when I was 12, Bram Stoker's Dracula came out. A couple years later, an interview with the vampire came out, and it was all downhill from there. I am obsessed. I'm in love with all things involving the creatures of the night. I mean, I could spend days talking to you guys about the different movies and TV shows and books that have shaped my love of vampires, but that's the point of this podcast. I can use these episodes to tell you some stories. Uh, what I love is discovering the different vampiric worlds that are created. You know, when an author writes a book or a movie or a TV show, they get to choose the rules for the vampires and are they known by society or are they still hiding in shadows? Are they scary or are they sexy? What are their powers? How are they made? And that's what I love about it. You get to discover these different vampiric worlds uh, based on the authors and what they've decided. And it all culminated this year in uh, 2021 when I published my own vampire novel called Bite Shift. Uh, it tells the story of Kate, who is a mom and nurse like me in Pittsburgh, who's turned into a vampire and has to figure out how is she going to hide that secret and still work and pay bills and get her kids to school and get to the grocery store? And it was um, created out of a desire to see more things talk about what would it really be like to be a vampire? You know, how how would you pull it off in this day and age? Um, but I can talk more about my book in different episodes. Um, my intention for this podcast is to talk about all things undead. I want to talk about movies and TV shows and books where vampires are and really break down that particular universe. Uh, I want to talk about 
the different worlds that have been created. I want to look at vampires throughout history and the lore that's surrounding them, uh, different references that we can see in newer things. Uh, more than that, though, I want to connect with you. I want to connect with other people who love vampires as much as I do. I want to hear what are the shows or movies or books that you want me to cover. Uh, do you catch my vampire references? Do you um, know exactly where they're coming from? If so, comment. Find me on my website. It's www.linanazari.com. And on that, you can find the links to all of my social media. Uh, there's so many ways that you can reach out to me. You can email me at lena at linanazari.com. I do know these first few episodes are not going to be the greatest. I've never recorded a podcast before. It's a lot different than shooting like a short video, or uh, so bear with me. I also apologize if you do hear fireworks in the background. It is the 4th of July. Uh, I soundproofed the best I could. I also apologize if you hear a squeaky chair. I have covered it in WD-40, but I think it's going to need a little more work than that. So bear with me as I learn all about podcasting and recording. And, um, you know, one day I'm going to look back on these first few episodes and cringe, I'm sure. But in the meantime, why don't we talk about our first vampire movie? So it's a lot of pressure picking that very first one. I actually ended up going back to uh, one of the ones that I have not seen in a very long time, but I do remember watching it in high school. I was probably a little too young to have been watching it, but it was 1995. It is called Embrace of the Vampire. For those of you who are um, my age, you'll remember the phrase Skinamax. That's what this movie is by far. It's, there's a lot of nudity and there's a lot of sex happening. And uh, I look back and I think, oh my goodness, I was 15 when I was watching this, but I definitely remember it very well. Uh, still love Alyssa Milano because of this movie. Um, our cast is not too many people you still know today, but a couple of famous people. So we have Martin Kemp, who plays the vampire. Uh, Alyssa Milano, who plays the girl Charlotte that the vampire is uh, sort of has his eye on. And then we have Jordan Ladd and Rachel True playing uh, fellow co-eds. And then uh, Jennifer Tilly. Um, none of these actors have ever done any other vampire things. Uh, Martin Kemp did play Baron von Frankenstein in uh, Waxwork 2. Alyssa Milano and Rachel True both went on to play witches. Alyssa Milano was in Charmed and Rachel True was in The Craft. And then, of course, Jennifer Tilly plays Tiffany in The Bride of Chucky and all the subsequent Chucky movies. But none of them do another vampire movie. So Martin Kemp is our titular vampire. And uh, the character's name is actually just Vampire, which I guess is... Uh, helpful when you first meet people you're going to know right away how they feel about you um, Jennifer Tilly her name is Marika in the movie she's only in a couple scenes um, she's in black and she makes comments like I'm from everywhere and I it's kind of implied that she is also a vampire she actually has a dagger tattoo on her left chest just like our titular vampire character so i don't know if that's supposed to represent all vampires um but she doesn't have fangs so i'm not sure it's unclear if she is a vampire so we are only going to base our vampire review on martin kemp's character the opening of the story has him uh, <clears throat> 
sort of narrating and like a writing in his journal style. Um, he talks about um, how he became a vampire. There's a flashback to him in the woods and uh, a beautiful woman is a riding, riding on horseback and arrives to him and he has sort of a picnic in the forest. It looks very fantasy-like. And then after she leaves, he is um, approached by three, they call them nymphs, but clearly they're vampires and they, uh, you do see them feed on him. And then, <coughs> so sorry, uh, you do see them feed on him and then it just cuts to him being a vampire. So they don't actually explain how vampires are made in this world. But those are the three, obviously, who turned him into one. And uh, think of, like, the brides from Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's kind of what this scene was very much like. And he says that this woman on horseback that he had been with just before he was attacked uh, was the love of his life. And so now he's lost her and he's been seeking her out for the rest of his existence. And that he has found her soul in Alyssa Milano's character. So in Charlotte's character is the soul of his long lost love. And then he says that he will slip into an internal slumber in three days and only she can save him. No explanation. Why is he slipping into this coma? Uh, how is it that she can save him? It's very confusing, but he does hit hard the fact that she's a virgin. So apparently um, virgins are important. Um, but also, I think it has more to do with the fact that she is his long-lost love and less about the fact that he's a virgin. I don't know. It's very unclear. So, in this universe, how are vampires made? I don't know. Like I said, there's these flashbacks to these three nymphs finding him in the woods, feeding on him and drinking his blood, and then just all of a sudden he's a vampire. So, they don't explain that. Um, rules for sunlight. He's never seen in sunlight. All of the scenes with him are at night. So we're going to assume that the sunlight law applies to him in this world. We never get to see where he sleeps. So whether it's in a coffin or in a bed, or I have no idea. They don't show that. Can he eat food? I don't know. There is a scene where you get to see him um, drink some coffee. But that is it. So it's unclear if in this world vampires can also eat food. They do, however, need blood. So that one is kept pretty uh, consistent with all the other vampire lore that he needs blood. Over the course of the movie, you see him feed on five different people. Technically, the fifth one, he actually smashes her head against the door multiple times and then licks her blood off of the door. So we'll call that the fifth feed. Um, the fangs, they come and go, so they are clearly retractable, which is why it was hard to tell if Jennifer Tilly's character was a vampire or not. It's implied very heavily, but you never see her feed on anybody or anything. Um, appearance, the vampire's appearance in this world is very sexy. Uh, he's very handsome. He has these long nails. He wears black. Um, he has this dagger tattoo on his left chest, like I said, Jennifer Tilly's character does as well. And he wears this Ankh necklace. So for those of you who don't know, an Ankh is um, an Egyptian symbol for eternal life. So think of like a cross, but then there's a loop on the top. That's an Ankh. And he wears this and it glows blue sometimes. 
So I don't know if that's the source of his power. It's not really explained. But at one point he does give an onk to Charlotte as well. And as the longer she wears it, um, the more sexual she becomes and the, the darker she becomes. So I don't know if that's supposed to represent his power or what exactly. Uh, so in this world, vampire powers, they have strength. Um, either they vanish or they're extremely fast. It's unclear. He's just there and then he's not. They can get into your head so they can affect your dreams. Um, you can have full conversations with them, but then they're not really there. So it, it's implied that he gets into your head and talks to you in this way. Um, he can affect your dreams. So he gives Charlotte these very sexual dreams with him, I think, in a way to try and uh, steer her away from her boyfriend and towards him. Um, he can call you and bring you to him. Um, he can shoot electricity out of his fingers, which is that's something we don't see too often with vampires. And that's not seen until the very, very end. But he shoots electricity out of his fingers and then enchantment. He can put you into this trance and have full conversations with you and you don't remember it when you wake up in this world are they good or are they bad so it appears that he's supposed to be the bad guy however he does um, have some aspects to him that make you feel bad for him and at the end he does let her go even though it means he's going to slip into this vampire coma he lets her go um, so I guess he'd be somewhere in the middle as far as good or bad. He did kill all her friends, but, um, but he does let her go in the end. He says, and for the second time, I let you go. And then he slips into this vampire coma. One of the things I, I like to talk about when I talk about vampires is, um, the different tropes. We all know them. We all love them or hate them. In, uh, in this particular movie, again, Embrace of the Vampire from 1995, the trope I loved is the scene we've all seen it so many times where she cuts herself and he grabs her hand and says, you've cut yourself. And he visibly fights the desire to put her finger in his mouth and um, pushes it away because he's so strong. Uh, I love that trope. Um, tropes that i hate that were used in this film is the love saves the day hate it hate it hate it i hate when the ending is love conquers all drives me crazy so that is the trope in this movie that i hated so let's rate our vampires i'm gonna i'm gonna rate them here so uh looking at if they're scary or evil like what kind of a foe would a vampire be in this universe I'm going to give him two out of 10 wooden stakes. He's really not that scary. I mean, he is very strong and he can affect your mind. Anything that can affect your mind uh, is, is a pretty worthy adversary. However, he just doesn't feel very much of a foe. He actually feels a little bit like a simp. There's a few moments where I'm just like, ugh, groaning because it's, it's so cheese balls. So I'm going to give him a two out of 10. And then reading his level of sexiness or vampiric allure. Uh, I'm going to give him five out of 10 onks. Uh, he is very attractive. The uh, actor himself is very attractive. He has this beautiful accent. 
uh, that gets me. He does seem to have some kind of thrall over Charlotte a couple times. He's, she seems drawn to him. She becomes much more sexual over the course of the movie. And I'm thinking that's likely from the effect of the onk and uh, him being in her dreams and in her thoughts. Uh, it doesn't hurt that at some point in the movie she gets slipped ecstasy inexplicably and walks through an orgy. Um, but for the vampire themselves, and, and we'll go ahead and throw Jennifer Tilly in this as well, I'm going to give them a good solid 5 out of 10 onks. They're pretty sexy. So I've definitely seen sexier, and I've seen vampires that have much more thrall over you, but this is a good, this is a solid 5 out of 10. So that is my review of Embrace of the Vampire from 1995. Uh, I hope that this is something enjoyable for you guys, something that you would like to continue to listen to. I have so many plans. I, if you could see the lists and lists of movies and shows and, and books that I plan on covering, and it's anywhere from, um, from children's movies to uh, solid adult movies, I want you to know, too, if it is a franchise like Twilight, uh, I am going to cover it. It's, it's going to be a much bigger episode. It might even have to be over a couple episodes, but I will be covering those large things. I haven't decided yet what I want to do about uh, Dracula because Dracula is such a massive character to cover. So maybe that's something I'll do a big mega episode come Halloween. I also plan to discuss, like I said, history and lore, um, different references and and, and um, vampire conventions and, and all that stuff there's so so much to talk about so like I said if you'd like to connect with me you have uh, requests for episodes that you would like to hear please contact me um, go to my website lenanazari.com you can email me from there you can find me on social media and although this is a, a quicker episode, it's just me kind of getting my feet wet and, and deciding uh, what I would like to do next and how I'd like to format everything. But I am thrilled that you have listened to this and you've made it to the end. And as I say to all of my fans, I send you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. And I will see you at the next sundown.